People of the world, it's the Brothers Talk family with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm. Join us each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or on our website to hear us three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And also follow us on Facebook. And if you want to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Stay tuned for our soon-to-launch YouTube channel, and now on with this week's show. Welcome once again, and thanks for joining us in the Brothers Talk family den, kitchen, barbershop, backyard, corner, or wherever you hold your relevant conversation. As always, if it's your first time, we look forward to you being with us each week. And being a part of the family only means that you'll have some great conversations. So help us spread the word and give critical thinking and Black businesses the support they both need. We're marching on our way to our 100th episode, God willing, and we're planning a very special conversation that examines a new normal and spreading in the, that spreading in the Black community. And you definitely won't want to miss it because we're sure you'll be talking about it for days and weeks and months afterwards. So mark your calendars for Friday, December 17th. This is Thanksgiving week, and we hope and pray that you and your loved ones are safe and well and healthy with everyone having gotten their vaccinations and your boosters too, if you're eligible, according to the medical experts. And please note that I did use the term medical experts because according to the medical experts, COVID is here to stay. They believe that we won't totally get rid of it, but it'll be hanging around like the flu each year, and we won't get to herd immunity and stamp it out like smallpox and measles and tuberculosis, all because we've got a bunch of people who'd rather listen to the lunatics who are not medical experts like Joe Rogan and any other fool who gives you flawed logic, like if it only is killing 1%, that means I've got a 99% chance of recovering. Well, first off, 1% of 340 million is 3.4 million people that will die. And even amongst those who have recovered, not to mention how many of them have been hospitalized, who want those same medical experts to cure them, but there's a large number dealing with post-COVID syndrome for months after the fact that they may never get back to 100% of the health that they had before getting the coronavirus. Please don't be in that number, people where you have to be talking about if I woulda, shoulda, coulda. And now to my brothers in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott and Norm. Hey, family. Just want to follow up on a touch on a couple of things that Rod mentioned. Number one is we, we as the economy uh, continues to open up, we need to be conscious and be diligent and go support Black businesses. And the other thing is the pandemic. And uh, Rod mentioned that the pandemic is going to be here and we just got to get accustomed to the fact that this is the new normal. The new normal is you're going to have to be cautious. We don't know how long you're going to be wearing these masks. In the future, we're going to be wearing these masks. And the, the other thing is, like I said, the new normal. Just get it in your mind, through your head, that the virus is not going anywhere. Norm? Thanks, Scott. And I just wanted to follow up in regards to what Rod said. You know, even getting the vaccine, if it keeps you from having to be hospitalized and taking up a much needed hospital bed that someone else could use and desperately need 
it's well worth it. It could be someone in your family. It could be a loved one that you're saving, right? So today we've got a new political game based on that old child's game, or for that matter, two games. Where's Waldo and where in the world is Carmen San Diego? And we're calling it Anybody Seen Kamala? Now, again, let me preface it by saying how much we all want to see the first woman with color accomplish some great things because of all the faith and support put into her candidacy by both the Black and Asian communities. But the truth is, nobody's been able to cite a credible sighting of her in months. And this despite the fact that there are so many issues that she could and should be front and center on, like voting rights, the January 6th treason, the murders of Ahmaud Arbery, the Rittenhouse trial, the immigration situation, which especially includes the Haitian refugees, uh, which tell me if I'm wrong, but isn't her father from the Caribbean? But she's been invisible, not even showing up at Biden's press conferences anymore. She had the unfortunate misstep of going to South America and telling those people not to come here. And since then, it's been radio silence. So have you seen Kamala? Yeah, I, I think that's that's uh, uh, a question that's on a lot of people's mind. And, you know, I wonder, I see they show pictures of her, you know, you go on the Internet, you see pictures of her, but you don't see any anything of her in in uh, in media on TV or giving any kind of interviews or, you know, her comments about anything like that and, or what she's working on, what she's doing. That's what I want to know exactly. What is she's doing? What is she doing? I know they only been in the office for about 10, 10 and a half, 11 months. But, you know, if this is any in indication of how things are going to go for her, she's going to have a tough time if she plans to run for president in 2024. Well, you know, the question is, where is her constituency? All of these Democrats asked for her to be put on this administration and they're silent. It's obvious that she's been buried and that she really has not, as Rod, you mentioned, has not been given anything of substance to do. But why aren't they calling this out? Why are they silent? That's what I'd like to know. And see, that's a really good question because as we said before, we of all people certainly want to see her do well. We feel about her pretty much the same way we did when Barack Obama got into office. Nobody had more invested in her success than we did in Barack's success. We wanted to see them do well. And for the most part, outside of anything that benefited the black community, Barack Obama did very well. But Kamala Harris in this instance is not only invisible, because I do recall that in the days following the election and leading up to the election, Biden talked about her being his partner, talked about the fact that he basically only saw himself as a one-term president, which literally opened up the gates to say that she should be the presumptive nominee for 2024 as the sitting vice president. But where are all those voices of the people who were pushing and supporting her above everything else? Because I will confess that I thought that she could have been a liability on the ticket but the fact that she's in there, I do want to see her do well. But what we are seeing is that she's now been shunted off in the corner. So once again, I have to look at the Biden administration. Well, there, there has been some reports that there's a rift between 
the Biden camp and the Harris's camp. And of course, they tried to they had like a joint press conference or something like that last week trying to squash those rumors. But you do have to add question why she's missing in action, why she's not making any comments on all of these issues that are going on in the country right now. Uh, you, you know, where's her voice? I'm, I'm wondering, is she going to say, hey, my great accomplishment is why Biden had his colonoscopy for 85 minutes. I was the first woman and first black president. I'm pretty sure that nonsense is going to come up somewhere that she actually was the president. But in actuality, come on, really, you, you, you weren't. I just, I'm just not understanding what her role is now or has her role been defined because usually vice president come out and they say, you know, what they're going to be working on. They're going to, they're trying to uh, uh, champion something. I don't know what she's championing. This is just the latest in a long list of examples of the dysfunction of the democratic party. You have a one-term president. Biden's not going to run again. I mean, that's just not going to happen. And you can't even prepare or prop up your vice president for the possibility of being the next president or even a candidate of any substance. This is just ridiculous at this point. And Ron, you mentioned several issues that she could be and should be out in front of. She should be leading the charge in regards to these issues and what's going to happen in the future. And we don't even know what she's doing or where she is for that fact. But that's the Democratic Party for you. And both of you made good points, because when you think about it, she could be the energizer bunny for this administration, particularly when there's a lot of attention being paid to the fact that Biden falls asleep in a lot of these high level meetings. And let's just face the fact, the presidency is an intense job with so many different factors, particularly in this day and age where you got inflation, you got the economy, you've got uh, voting rights, you've got things like the abortion issue. All of these things are too much even for a young, energetic person like Barack Obama. So, but you're supposed to have your vice president be your teammate, somebody who could actually be out there on the front lines, even if you're in the back calling the shots. So, how are they missing this golden opportunity? Because as you said, Norm, she could not only be out there if the Democrats were firmly behind her, but she could be well positioned to basically take on the racist nature of the Republicans because nothing would make McConnell and company look stupider than actually coming up and opposing a black woman championing things like women's rights and voting rights. But instead, they're just bungling it, just fumbling. They're not even fumbling on the one-yard line. They can't seem to get out of their own end zone. Right. This would actually be a perfect opportunity for her to, to actually audition for 2024. Uh, because of all these issues that, that, are, that are out there facing the country and the fact that people are questioning whether Biden has the stamina to go the distance. And so she could take some of that pressure off of him if she stepped, if, well, they might not let her. Because what, I'm, what I've been hearing is that Biden is the one making all of the decisions on everything, that he's the one making the decision. But she needs to be out there representing 
uh, his team instead of him out there having all those gaffes, like you said, Rod, sleeping in meetings, you know, stuff like that being leaked to the press. Have her out there, let her audition for the presidency, and this is your opportunity to even shine, even shine, or you're going to have to go home. And as I mentioned earlier, where are her constituents? Where are all of these people that pushed the Democratic Party to put her on the ticket? And why are they remaining silent? Are they going to sit here till the next election, then complain again? You know, I, I'm really tired of this. Time and time again, we ask for nothing, we get nothing, and that's where we are right now. And so as you make a valid point, Norm, because we are definitely asking the question of our sisters, because they were ready to throw down against anybody who questioned anything about Kamala Harris. And so we're saying, why aren't you out there now pushing the envelope for Kamala Harris? Because we don't want any of this Monday morning quarterbacking stuff when we get to 2022, 2023, 2024, and there's no evidence. We don't want to hear any of this. Well, she couldn't do anything because Biden wouldn't let her. Well, if she can't do anything because Biden wouldn't let her, it's because she didn't have your support backing her up because Biden made the comment that he will always have our back because he knew how we were responsible for him getting elected. And so, as you said, Norm, if we don't make those demands now, when we've got her right there and we can see how he's falling apart in front of our eyes, then we can't have any of this excuses after the fact. You both made excellent points about where are her supporters? Where are her allies? Uh, I remember when they were running and I made a comment like you said, Rod, uh, Rod, you thought that she was going to actually uh, be a hindrance, going to be a negative. And I made some comments about her. I thought it was a mistake and so on and so forth. And, and people attacked me viciously online. They attacked me. But where are those people now? As a matter of fact, after the inauguration and people see that she's not, you had all these, where are they? AKA Sarah's. Everybody was calling her Sarah. And everybody was calling her this. And Everybody's calling it, but when she didn't reach out to a lot of black people to be in, 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 in her camp, she didn't reach out to a lot of black people. And people see that, they stop talking about it, but nobody's calling her out about that. Well, they're going to need her for the midterm elections. She's going to have to be out front and center if they want to get any kind of turnout, especially from our community and several key states. That's not even in question. So they better actually start lifting the veil and putting her out there or else the Republicans are going to run buckshot over them again. And it's going to be pretty. So that's it. That's the new game out there. Anybody seeing Kamala? And if you have, by all means, let us know. And let's hope that by the time we get around to playing this game again, that she will have raised her profile and started to really be someone that the black community can rally around and be a proud of, but I'm not holding my breath. So in our black professional experience of the week, positively, we want to talk about Patrice Banks, who is a genius entrepreneur. Who's also the owner of girls auto clinic located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. 
in response to a national problem that we are all aware of, of women being taken advantage of at many auto repair shops owned by men, Patrice launched her company to give women a better and more comfortable experience. Unlike traditional shops that often rip off their female customers, the staff at Girls Auto Clinic take the time to go over each step with their customers, and they also host free monthly workshops teaching simple, straightforward lessons and tips on car maintenance. So we want to give a shout out and kudos to Girls Auto Clinic in Philadelphia. So thanks again to all of you for joining us. And remember to join and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you want to share in long form with feedback, suggestions, questions, or show ideas, hit us up at the email, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. And stay tuned as well for our upcoming YouTube channel, where we're going to be out there in full force. So that's on the radar. So make sure you tell folks about the podcast and about the upcoming channel. So that's a wrap for another episode. As always, we appreciate your time and interest that we'll never take for granted. And until the next time, let's do better today because that's all we really have.